another episode of the Sports Rap Podcast, where you can find iHeart, Spreaker, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find me. So get over there and check it out. There are episodes up now. New episodes will probably go up uh, maybe around Friday or the weekend. But right now, live, heat100radio.com. If you go to my Instagram in the bio, at sportswrap underscore D, you can get the link to tune in there. Or you can just tune in to Sportswrap Podcast, the group page on Facebook, where I'm live right now. So, as I mentioned to you, tonight kicks off the NBA season. Well, it really kicked off Monday uh, when some trades were reported. And I'm going to get to some of these trades that happened Talk about them a little bit. Uh, hopefully, when my friends chime back in, they will give me some feedback on what they feel about these trades. Uh, I just played that song, John Mobley, my guy, Westchester University, all the way from Maryland, tuning in. I appreciate the love and the support, bro. Good to, good to see you tuned in. Good to hear from you. As I played Drake, Laugh Now, Cry Later, I think it's a very fitting song for the uh, NBA draft because there will be some situations that represent that. It may be in the opposite order. It may be in that same order where some people may laugh now at some of the picks that will be made, and then it may come to hurt their team in the long run, so that's where we get the laugh now, cry later. Also, it may be your team taking a pick that you don't understand and you kind of chuckle about it, and then it gets even worse, and you cry about it more even later. So whatever the case may be, I just thought that that song was fitting, and we will uh, talk about that even more. So some trades that went down already. And, well, let me do this first. Before I get into the trades, I'm going to give you the the season has been uh, in the mix, and there's a breakdown of how things are going to go in the season uh when it starts so the you know the trades and everything are going on right now um the draft is tonight like i mentioned 8 p.m on espn so you can tune in and check that out i will recap that on social media tomorrow and friday and then we'll do a, an intensive recap on monday when i come back to the live show so training camp is scheduled to begin on December the 1st, which is actually not that far away, people. So it, it is getting really close. So if you are a basketball fan, as I am, thanks, bro. I'm, I'm going to definitely keep sharing. Uh, if you are a basketball fan, you have a love for the game like I do, you are actually really anxious to see what goes on and how this all is going to play out uh, with the basketball season. So we'll get into that. So like I said, training camp is set to start on December the 1st, which is definitely not that far away. I mean, Thanksgiving is next week, and then we move right into December and get into training camp or whatever. The season is scheduled to start on December 22nd, okay? Uh, The season schedule is going to be broken down. It's going to be released in halves, and I don't have – I don't know what I did with my notes right now real quick, but I will update this, you know, as I always do. Whatever I forget on live – and on air, I always try to get back to you and update uh, on social media as I get information and as the week progresses. The All-Star break is going to be March 5th through the 10th, which I think is a little bit longer than usual. But the shocking thing with this point now is because of COVID and everything that's going on and the speed or the rate that the next season is coming up, there probably won't be an all-star game actually played. And before you get into the, whoa, no all-star game, whatever, whatever, we are still in a pandemic, folks. So I think, like I've always been, giving the NBA kudos for their preparation with the bubble and the success of the bubble, I think this is continued preparation. Whereas we all know, as fans, the all-star game, the all-star weekend is usually about the fans. So... They're taking every precaution. They'll give the guys a break, but there may not, there probably won't be 
an actual all-star game play, which is actually good because we can help cut down on the spread of the coronavirus. The regular season will be scheduled to is scheduled to end on May 16th. Now, in the playoffs, there's a new twist. Another new twist. As you saw in the bubble, the way the bubble played out, the first seven teams made it in. Teams eight and nine had play in to get into the tournament, to get into the playoffs. Well, they've expanded that now for this upcoming season. There will be a play-in tournament uh, May 17th through the 21st. The way it's going to go down is seeds 7 and 8 will need one win to stay in the playoffs. Teams 9 and 10 will need to get two wins in this play-in tournament to get in. And there's a very, very strong possibility that there will be an expansion to 20-team playoffs. So that's two more teams added in each conference. Free agency will officially start the 20th of November, which is two days away. And, you know, we all know about the NBA. There are some talks and there are probably some deals that will be had immediately when that starts. And, again, the draft is tonight. Uh, every All the info, the pre-draft and everything starts at 7 p.m. The actual draft begins at 8. I will give you all the draft order, so if you don't know, you will know when your team picks uh, tonight. And we'll talk a little bit about the draft. You know, there's the lottery and all that kind of jazz. But it's going to be very interesting because it's going to be a virtual draft. Uh, probably some Zoom conferences, Zoom calls or whatever. But the draft is definitely going to be interesting because I've been watching and I've been really tracking the mock drafts for the Sixers, and I always do it. Them. I do at least two, I look at at least two or three mock drafts from some more credible sites that I like to use. And when I started, let's see, uh, maybe a week or two ago, leading up to tonight, things have changed immensely um, as far as who's going to be number one, where are some guys going to get drafted, things of that nature. But let's talk about some of these trades first and then we'll go into the draft and we'll close out the show with talking about the NBA draft. So the first trade that we heard about was, and I'm giving, I'm not giving you these in any specific order except for this one, because this was the first one that I got news of. And then I'll just go through the ones that have been put out there uh, so far. The Lakers uh, with them losing as we see it now, they probably will. It was a probably maybe a week ago up until the other day when this trade was reported. Probably going to lose Rondo. So they made a trade with the Oklahoma City Thunder to acquire Dennis Schroeder in exchange for Danny Green and their first-round pick. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Thunder towards the end of this, too, as well. Uh, staying there for a minute, I think that is a good trade excuse me for the Lakers because they lost Rondo and we know with Rondo's experience how he performed in the playoffs but now you have a younger point guard who can either start or come off the bench for the Lakers but he can give them some more scoring and he's like I said his youth can go along with some of the players that are there uh in or in or in LA there was another point guard trade with the Pelicans and the Bucks. The Pelicans trade Drew Holiday to the Milwaukee Bucks for Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and three future first round picks. So you'll probably you're probably saying, "Wow, three picks and two players." You have to remember, folks like myself and Baldwin. Shout out to my partner who couldn't be here with me today. We always try to keep you abreast and keep you reminded of the business side of the NBA and these professional sports. If you don't understand it, when you make trades, you have to have a money match. So a lot of times there is going to be there's either going to be draft picks incorporated or players incorporated to match the money up to make the trade be a lot be able to go through to get the approval of the NBA governors to do that. 
Uh, Chuck is saying that, I see he said Jordan wants Westbrook and Charlotte. Yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about Houston and that mess over there that's going on with them right now too as well, Chuck. So hold tight, but I appreciate that, uh, that chime in with that info. Uh, the Jack Dobbs, thanks for tuning in. The Suns also have made a trade with Oklahoma City. They trade for Chris Paul. And it was a five-player deal. Now, the rundown of that deal, the Thunder will receive Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen LeKay, I forgot, I can't pronounce that last name, whoever he is, uh, and a 2022 first-round pick. So talk about the two-point guards that were, the three-point guards that were traded. The younger two, Drew Holiday and... Dennis Schroeder. I'm looking at this now. I think that this is a better deal. This is the better deal of the three. Because if you look at the Lakers deal, they give up Danny Green, who was a shooter for them. They're a 3 and D guy. They also give up their first round pick. Okay. And they get Dennis Schroeder. Not really a big issue with that, but you'll see where I'm going here in a second. And... The Pelicans trade, the Pelicans replace their point guard, although they do have Lonzo Ball, but they get some experience um, at that position to help him and, and Eric Bledsoe and George Hill. But they also get three future first-round picks. Then there we go with that money has to match. Contracts have to match. Now, we move into this Suns deal. Suns get CP3. And Abdel Nader. But the Thunder at this point in this trade get some young players, some good solid young players, Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, and Ty Jerome. And they also get another draft pick, a first round draft pick, two years down the line. And like I said, we'll definitely talk about OKC and the picks that they have coming up and when I tell you what they have, you may not believe me when I tell you what's going on out there. Um, the Blazers made a small trade. They traded Trevor Ariza to the Rockets for Robert Covington, the number 16 pick, and a 2021 protected first-round pick. Okay, The Minnesota Timberwolves are still uncertain of what they're going to do with that number one pick, if they're going to keep the pick, if they're going to trade it. I think right now, since it's getting close to crunch time and I haven't heard anything about them making any trades or anything, I think they're going to keep that pick. It's just them making a decision of who they want to pick in that in that deal. So we'll definitely hear more about that later on this evening. The Rockets situation first. You've got a team that basically has underachieved the last couple years in the playoffs. During the regular season, they're great. They're, they're a team to be reckoned with. But for some reason, in the playoffs, things tend to slide back down the ladder. And they don't perform as well as people think or expect, or even themselves expect that they should. So you've got two stars there who have played together before, one Russell Westbrook, one James Harden. Both have been rumored to one out of Houston right now. So I think Houston is looking and preparing for the rebuild. Okay, They've been in talks uh, with Charlotte, like Chuck just chimed in, for Russell Westbrook, the Knicks, a few other teams about Russell Westbrook. But the bigger picture there is... The James Harden situation. Uh, earlier or last week, I posted and I gave you the info that James Harden was rumored to want to be traded. And there were two teams that were very close to us that were on his list. The Brooklyn Nets and Philadelphia 76ers. Now it has condensed down to him wanting to go to the Brooklyn Nets. Now, in 
talks with James Harden as they proceeded as I'm watching and I get my alerts and everything. It's reported that he apparently turned down 50 mil a season because he wants out of Houston. Yeah, I got a little quiet there because in my mind, initially, who turns down $50 million a season? I mean, I understand he's going to get close to 44 or something. He would have gotten that if he stayed under contract, you know, for the next up for the upcoming season. But who turns down 50 mil for a season? And the way this is looking, the NBA is only going to be about the season is only going to be 72 games. So it's only going to be about half of the year, if you will, just take it by months, somewhere between six and eight months if they make the playoffs and go deep into the playoffs or even to the finals. But he turned it down because he's adamant now that he wants out of Houston. And he's now making the statement that he wants to be moved to the Brooklyn Nets. Now, the problem with that is, and I stopped in the store earlier and I saw a gentleman in the store and he asked me about my uh, Sixers gear, asked me what about the trade with James Harden and the Sixers. I told him, I said, I, I don't think that's going to happen here. Because right now, knowing that he turned down 50 mil, knowing that the Houston Rockets are preparing for a rebuild, excuse my French, but they're going to want a shitload of a haul in return for James Harden. And looking at the Brooklyn Nets, like I said, this is the reason why I don't think it's going to happen with him coming here. Because... Like I said to the gentleman in the store this morning, I think it would be the Sixers would be taking a couple steps backwards from where they are because of what they could possibly have to give up to acquire James Harden. So I think for us right now, we, it's kind of safe to say that that deal is pretty much sliding off of the table. It, I understand what goes on behind closed door. I'm not the fly in that room, fly on the wall. But in my opinion right now, it looks like that deal or that info was pretty much sliding off the table and going somewhere else. So we move over to the Brooklyn Nets, who have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Well, for all intent and purposes, we pretty much know that it probably would not be Kevin Durant who would be involved in this deal. My guess is that Houston would definitely want Kyrie Irving in that deal. Uh, I think the initial talks were maybe Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie. But for James Harden coming from Houston to go there, that's not going to cut it. Like I just told you, they're going to want a crap load of a haul for him. So ultimately, or by luck of the draw, if you will, I think Kyrie Irving would have to be involved in that deal. And I don't really know how the organization, the Brooklyn Nets, feel about that. Being as though they acquired Kyrie Irving, has he did not play much last season, nor did Kevin Durant. So I'm thinking that they might want to get some type of idea of how these two guys are going to play together. Uh, there's also been a lot of talk about these guys wanting to play together. So I think they might want to see that through first before they make this move. And just this morning, there was a strong possibility that Houston may start the season still with both of those two guys on the roster. Now, Chuck just chimes in. He says, Brooklyn is going to be terrible with three guys on max deals. It's not going to work. Chuck, I agree. And like I said, it would probably end up being just the two. Because I'm almost certain, I'm not going to say almost certain, I'm just saying in my opinion, Kyrie Irving would have to be mixed in that deal. And then you have James Harden coming in to play with Kevin Durant. And I understand James Harden shoots the three, just backtracking, getting back to the Sixers. That, that, we do need some help in our shooting department, definitely. But with the two young stars who are, reportedly and allegedly the cornerstones of the franchise moving forward, 
you want to get the right players around them, as Elton Brand has said numerous times since the season has end, ended. He's also said that he has no intention on trading either one of those two right now. So bringing in the James Harden, to me, it just doesn't work. Another guy who likes to dominate the ball. And in my opinion as well, not that great on the defensive end. And we know Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid play defense. They play both ends of the floor. And we know, I know there's all the talk of how the fans want Ben to do more as far as the shooting the threes and things of that nature on the offensive end. But I think the Sixers may want to try and make defense their team. Also, with the new head coach who likes to play a lot of pick and roll, likes to incorporate a lot of pick and roll, into his offense and the coaching staff that he has assembled, which I think will help uh, Ben Simmons if Ben Simmons stays at the point guard unless they draft the point guard or do something in free agency to get another point guard into the fold. But I think you have a veteran, solid point guard as a head coach in Doc Rivers. You have another veteran, world champion, former point guard in Sam Cassell on that bench. You have a defensive-minded coach and uh, Dick Yeager on that bench. So I don't think the Harden thing will happen here. Now, Chuck also just asked, do you think the Sixers should go after Lou Williams? Uh, Chuck, honestly, I think, as we like to say, I think I would kick the tires. And we all know when I say kick the tires, I, I say that because of the financial situation that the Sixers are in. But we know what Lou can do. He was drafted here. We know what he's done over his career. Multiple six-man-of-the-year award winner. Would be a definite plus to what's already here on the roster. It would be a definite help to the Sixers. And he just played under Doc Rivers with the Clippers. So he understands the system. He knows what to do. I think they should, like I said, Chuck, at worst, I think they kicked the tires and see what happens if they can pull them in or not. But I definitely think that they talk heavy and they do something to try, excuse me, try and make that happen if they can make it happen. Okay. Now, like we said, Brooklyn, Chuck said Brooklyn is going to be terrible. Now, did he just, now that he just brought that up, let me just talk real quickly about it. Let's go back to that for a second. I don't think they're going to be terrible. I just think they're going to be a mess. And I say that because of the fact that you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Then you have the other guys, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert. Uh, the shooter they have, I think Joe Harris. And... These guys have pretty much gotten Brooklyn to where they are right now until these couple stars come in. So now there's a major change in the landscape, or there's going to be a major change in the landscape of how that team operates. So these three guys, their roles may be lessened just a touch, you know, and it all depends on how they handle that. Will they take it like professionals? Or will they feel some type of way with these two guys coming in, not having played or not having played already, but being put into the fold and being the go-to guys on that team? So we'll definitely have to see how that plays out. You know, we all like to say there's only one basketball. So we'll see how that works out and how that goes for them. Now, getting to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who another team that we definitely know is going into a rebuild. No question, no doubt about it. You trade Dennis Schroeder, who was your backup point guard, played very solid for you, including regular season and playoffs. You had a solid veteran, CP3, who was the leader of that team, willed them into the fifth position, the fifth seed in the Western Conference with the roster that they had, which wasn't great on paper. They just had hard-nosed guys, hard-nosed guys that followed Chris Paul's lead, and they willed themselves into 
the playoffs. So I, in my in my opinion, they overachieved. But they moved both of those guys now, and they got younger. So I think that they are, well, I don't think, I'm pretty sure that they're in a rebuild. Now, what I wanted to mention to you about them, ironically, with all the deals that they've made, well, the two deals they've made so far, and all the previous deals that they have made, along with getting Chris Paul when they acquired him, when they signed uh, Dennis Schroeder, those kind of things. It is now to the point where the Oklahoma City Thunder will have 16 first-round picks over the next six years. So you look at that or you hear that and you say, no way. It's no way possible that that happened. They, they, oh, yeah. You can Google it. You can look it up. Whatever. But they now have 16 first-round picks over the next six years, which is unprecedented. So if they get this right in the early stages of these six years, imagine what they could do going down the line with all these first round picks. And we all know lottery picks, draft picks are hit or miss. You've got to do your homework. You've got to do your due diligence and get the right pick. But just by chance, let's be hypothetical here and say that they get some things right early and their rebuild is not as slow as they expect it to be. That old cliche saying, the rich get richer, could very well fit them with all of those picks that they have. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with all those picks because they can use those picks in, in a plethora of ways. They can keep them all. It's definitely, definitely trade bait for a lot of those picks possibly, you know, because first-round picks uh, sometimes are hard to come by. Uh, you have teams that have traded away first-round picks and may want to get back into the first round this year, next year, the year after. So they've got a lot of things that they, a lot of ways that they can go with those 16 picks over the next six years. So we'll see how it goes for them and how it plays out for them. But getting back to my Sixers, I'm anxious to see what they do. They have a total of five picks uh, this coming draft. They have the one first-round pick, which is at 21. And I'm going to run down, like I said, I'm definitely going to run down the order of the picks, you know, for the first round and where they pick in the second round. Sixers have one first-round pick, and they have four second-round picks, which may not, which they may not keep. Uh, I believe that they will keep the first-round pick if they don't try and make a move to move up. Um, other than that, I think they may try and make a trade or something tonight, or they may try and use some of those picks, even if they pick players in those second-round picks. Somewhere down the line when free agency starts or whatever, they may try to move some of those picks, you know, to give them a little bit of leverage to see what they can get, see how they can change the roster a little bit to become better and more solid in what they think. But what I do know is they made a change at coach or the coaching. And I think that is the start. I think that's the groundwork. That's the foundation where you have a coach who has succeeded in the league, who has won an NBA championship, and who has dealt with major egos during his tenure. So I think that he can do something with the roster the way it's made up now. And he can deal with the Joel Embiid's, the Ben Simmonses, and things of that nature. So I, I definitely applaud them, and I think that was a great pick for them. And the assemblance of his staff, which I just ran off to you, is going to look like a very, very good staff that is definitely going to be able to help the cornerstones, the two young stars, and they're going to th think Doc is going to have some say in incorporating what gets what else gets brought into the fold if and how they can maneuver some things to get some things done.
So, with that being said, it is now 12 noon. Wednesday, November the 18th, 12 noon. Hope you all are enjoying your lunch. Hope you all have enjoyed what we've discussed so far. I am going to give you right now the order of the draft. And I'm just going to go through it first round, second round, give you the picks, and you can make note of where your team picks. And again, like I said, once the draft happens tonight, I will give you updates tomorrow, give you what went on in the draft, if there were trades, things of that nature. And then we'll have an in-depth recap on Monday when we come back live to our regular slot. So we start off in round one. So, you know, I'm just going to go. I'm not going to give you the numbers. We all know it's 30 teams, but I'm just going to give you the teams where they're picking and you can just follow count on your own. Starting off with the number one pick, number one overall pick belonging to right now, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Then we have the Golden State Warriors, Charlotte Hornets, Chicago Bulls, Cleveland Cavaliers, Atlanta Hawks, Detroit Pistons, New York Knicks, Washington Wizards, Phoenix Suns, San Antonio Spurs. Sacramento Kings, New Orleans Pelicans, Boston Celtics, Orlando Magic, Portland Trailblazers, Minnesota Timberwolves again, Dallas Mavericks, Brooklyn Nets, Miami Heat, the Sixers, and I'm going to say this just because I'm a Sixers fan, at number 21, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Bucks, the Jazz again, the Celtics again, the New York Knicks again, the Lakers, the Raptors, and rounding out the first round, the Boston Celtics once again. And I mentioned the Kings, and ironically that was like number 12. So could be something going on there. The Sixers have their own pick at 21. The Kings pick at 12. There's been rumors of a possible acquiring or possible talks of acquiring Buddy Hill. I'm just playing around with the numbers here, playing devil's advocate a little bit. Sixers 21, Kings at 12. We don't know yet what could happen. Like I said, the Kings made a move uh, getting rid of Bojan Bogdanovic. So we will see. He went to the Bucks as well. Um, and I didn't give you that trade. The Bucks land Bojan Bogdanovic um, in a signing trade. It's going to be with the, from the Kings. And they are going to get in return for him. From the Bucks, Dominic DiVincenzo, Ersan Ilyasova, and DJ Wilson. So there you have that. You move into the second round. You got the Mavericks, the Hornets, the Timberwolves, the Sixers, the Kings, the Sixers, the Wizards, the Knicks, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, Spurs, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Bulls, the Magic, the Blazers, the Celtics, the Warriors, the Sixers again, the Hawks, the Warriors again. The Kings, the Thunder, the Pacers, Brooklyn Nets, Charlotte Hornets, the Clippers, excuse me, the Sixers again, the Raptors, and closing out the entire draft, two-round draft, New Orleans Pelicans. Just a quick note, teams that have no first-round picks, and this is another reason why I'm feeling that Houston is in a rebuild, is going to go into an immediate rebuild, Houston Rockets. Pacers, the Clippers, and the Grizzlies. None of those four teams has a first-round pick. There's also some teams that don't have any second-round picks, which leads me to believe that there could be more trades coming down the line. Those teams without second-round picks are the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Milwaukee Bucks, Houston Rockets. Wow, the Rockets don't have any picks. Isn't that something? The Lakers, the Nuggets... The Heat, the Suns, the Jazz, and the Pistons all do not have second-round picks. The top names in the draft right now, LaMelo Ball, James Wiseman, and Anthony Edwards. So, with that being said, when we come back, I will go through one mock draft, or actually, I'll go through some of the mock draft, and then I'll give you some mock drafts of the Sixers and talk a little bit about those players when we return. You are... Tuned in to Sports Rap, Heat 100 Radio. It's your boy, Sports Rap D. I'll be with you in a few minutes on the other side. Apple. 
with the second portion of our NBA talk here on the Sports Rap Podcast. You know where we are, like I always say, live, Facebook, Sports Rap Radio, Sports Rap Podcast is the group page, so you can get over there right now, check us in, check in with us. Before I get into the latter part of this NBA draft stuff, or this pre-draft, this NBA draft preview, I forgot in the midst to give you my week 11 picks for the NFL. So, here they are real quick. Like I said, the schedule is already posted. You know the rules. You know how to get your picks in. Get them in. Starts tomorrow. Seattle at Houston. I am going with Seattle at home after a loss. Going with Seattle at home against Arizona. Moving into Sunday's games, I am going with the Bengals over the Washington football team. Even though Drew Brees is hurt, they are at home and they still have Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. I am going with the New Orleans Saints over the Atlanta Falcons at home. With the Saints are at home, if you will. Uh, let's see. Pittsburgh at Jacksonville. I look for Pittsburgh to continue their undefeated season and defeat Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, having a little technical difficulties right now, so just bear with me. Next, we have New England at Houston. I like New... I like Houston at home in that game. Philadelphia at Cleveland. Coming off of a tough loss, I like Philadelphia to bounce back. I like Detroit over Carolina. Tennessee over Baltimore. The Chargers over the Jets. The Dolphins over the Denver Broncos. Minnesota, I like them to beat Dallas. Green Bay over Indianapolis. KC over Las Vegas. And Monday night, closing out week 11, I like the L.A. Rams over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, we move on and we get into our... final part portion of these pre this preview show and i gave you the draft order so you know where your team is drafted is drafting tonight and we will like i said we will definitely keep you up to date on that as it goes on but i'm sure you'll be watching along with me and my co-host as well i want to give some free agent prospects that may be possible or the Sixers may take a look at. You got Alec Burks, Kyle Korver, Trey Burke, who they let go earlier this season. A lot of talk about DJ Augustine and Isaiah Thomas bringing up the rear in that. So we move into some mock drafts and in these mock drafts, what I essentially did was, because I'm a Sixers fan, I basically stuck with mock drafts for the Philadelphia 76ers. And there is one name that I see that has been a little consistent or a little constant in these mock drafts, and that is one Elijah Hughes, Elijah Hughes, the small forward from Syracuse, who is, or I think would be, a good fit for them, I believe. Um, I also think that what the newest uh, mock in Desmond Bain would also be a good pick for them. But I'm going to give you what I got, and I'm going to give you the source where I got them from. And I am back live right now. I got through the technical difficulty. So, again, just backtracking, um, I did give my picks. So I don't know if I caught them all. So I'm going to run through them again since I had the technical difficulties and they were live. The NFL Week 11, um, you can see the schedule. I'm going with Seattle, Cincinnati, New Orleans, Pittsburgh, Houston, Philadelphia, Detroit, Tennessee, the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Vikings, the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Rams to close out Week 11. Those are my picks for and We will give you all of those scores when we come back on Monday, uh, the 23rd, before that Monday night game. I also just gave you five most prominent free agents that could be on the Sixers' radar. Danielle Miller, thanks for tuning in. Alec Burks, Kyle Korver, Trey Burke, 
DJ Augustine, and Isaiah Thomas. So like I mentioned, I'm going to go through one, two, three, four, five, six. I got about seven here. I don't know if I'm going to get through all seven, but I'm going to get through as many of them as I can for you. And like I said, I went through this as a Sixers fan, as a media member, but locally I went with the Sixers. I didn't want to, so I didn't have enough time to go through as many mock drafts as I would like to. So I just got some mock drafts and give you just some little tidbits on what I think about some particular players for the Sixers. The first one I looked at is via Bleacher Report. At number 21, a name that I see that I've seen floating around back and forth within the past week or so, the point guard Tyrell Terry from Stanford. I think that would be a good pick. Now, mind you, some of these guys, a lot of these guys are young, so they're like freshmen and sophomores because we're in that one-and-done state now as far as college going into the NBA. So some of these names may be able to come in and help immediately. Some of them may not. I'm just giving you my little tidbits on what the other people are saying. So, again, Bleacher Report, they have it six or taken at 21, Tyrell Terry. Initially, the first mock drafts I saw had the Sixers taking Cole Anthony, who they still think, who I still think is very high on their list at number 21, which I think would be a great pick for them. So we'll see what happens with that. Just remember that name, Cole Anthony, out of the University of North Carolina. Um, <clears throat> back to this Bleacher Report. And like I said, when I mentioned to you earlier that these drafts have changed, these mock drafts have changed drastically over the last few days, or so. At 34, Bleacher Report has them taking Emmanuel quickly, the shooting guard from Kentucky. The name that I told you that is consistent with a lot of these drafts with the second pick in the second round, which leads me to believe that there is a lot of interest there and that they might stick with him is Elijah Hughes. Okay. Uh, the 6'6 shooting guard from Syracuse University. Yeah, Danielle, I hope they can somehow get Cole Anthony, too. That would be a great, great addition to the organization. Uh, at number 49 in Bleacher Reports, Mock Mason Jones out of Arkansas. And number 58, Nate Horton from Houston. Like I said, some of these guys, like I said, this draft, these drafts change drastically when they come about, so we'll never know until tonight. Uh, Draft.net has the Sixers uh, first-rounder, 21, Desmond Bain. 6'6", small forward from TCU. Also a good a name that I've been seeing floating around a lot. And I think that that is also still a possibility. And like I said, the Sixers are at 21. So, you know, they have their draft board. And, and these are just names that are probably on their draft board. And they have to see how things play out with picks 1 through 20 before they get to pick. There's a kid from Serbia, 7-foot. Alexis, I'm not going to pronounce his last name, but he's a seven-foot center from Serbia. Again, the second pick in the second round, Elijah Hughes. Uh, then they go C.J. Ellaby from Washington State, the 6'7", small forward shooting guard. Uh, and then Grant Rillier, the 6'1", point guard out of Charleston. DraftSite.com, back to where we started in the beginning, Tyrell Terry, Jalen Harris, uh, from uh, shooting guard from Nevada, Leandro Bolmaro, shooting guard from Barcelona, uh, Cassius Winston, the point guard from Michigan State, who I also think could be a good pick for the Sixers. Then there's Yam Nader, the point guard from Tel Aviv. There's also been rumors talking that the Sixers are possibly interested in maybe making a move or somehow in free agency acquiring Patty Mills from the San Antonio Spurs. We move on to drafttech.com. First pick in the first round, Sixers, Nico Mangan, the point guard from Arizona. Another name again, Desmond Bain, shooting guard from TCU. Another repeat, C.J. Ellaby, small forward from Washington State. And Folly Dante, center from Oregon. Ashton Hagens, the point guard from Kentucky. CBS Sports is totally different except for the one constant name, and Elijah Hughes at that same number at 36. So there might be something going on there. Theo Maladon, the point guard from France. Cassius Stanley, the shooting guard from Duke. 
Again, Elijah Hughes, the small forward from Syracuse. Killian Tilly, the small forward from Gonzaga. And Jay Scrub, small forward from Louisville. NBC Sports, Tyrell Terry, point guard from Stanford. Tyshawn Alexander, shooting guard from Creighton. Tyler Bay, power forward from Colorado. Jay Scrub, shooting guard, small forward, the JUCO transfer. And Sam Merrill, the 6'5", shooting guard from Utah State. Draft.net, um, and I didn't get the, the number 58 pick from them, but I have the first four. This is where I saw it. Cole Anthony, the 6'3", point guard from North Carolina. Devin Dotson, the 6'1", point guard from Kansas. Elijah Hughes, again, 6'6", shooting guard from Syracuse. And Jordan Anwara, 6'7", small forward from Louisville. So, I also saw a rumor yesterday that there could possibly have been a promise to a player by the Sixers that he would get drafted somewhere. And I don't remember the name, so it, it, the name just escapes me right now. But like I said, we'll see what happens uh, in the draft. But again, there are some names that have appeared in multiple mock drafts. Like I said, Tyrell Terry's name has recently started to come up. I think I had him in three. Uh, the most consistent is Elijah Hughes, the small forward from Syracuse. There has to be something that they really, really like because I'm looking again, and he's in one, two, three, four of the seven mock drafts that I just talked to you about. Tyrell Terry's in about three of them. Desmond Bain is in two. So I think the Sixers have a plan. I think they have some ideas of where they want to go. And if this means anything to you, you know, Elijah Hughes, I'm liking that as a second round, which may be a keeper. He may come in and be a young player who they think that they can do some things with like they did with uh, Matisse, Matisse Thibel in last year's draft. Um. Uh, also, I hope that the Sixers are cautious if they make any trades, if they make any moves, because I don't want them to eventually give up some young talent. And Matisse Thibel's name has been coming up in some trades. And we saw what happened last year when they made the trade, and they ended up having to move Landry Shamit, who played pretty well for the Sixers for the short time that he was here. So I hope that they don't have to go through that again and incorporate Matisse Thibel in a deal. I hope that things can go well for them as far as the picks because it looks like, from what I'm seeing, the first four picks are right now all over the place. And again, those are lottery picks. So there could be some more moves, some trades, and things to go on tonight. Like I mentioned also that the Minnesota Timberwolves holding the number one overall pick are uncertain of how they want to utilize that pick, whether they keep it and make a pick or whether they use it in a trade. So we'll definitely see what goes on. Uh, initially, there was a lot of talk of James Wiseman going first in the draft. But then more recently, there's been a lot of talk of LaMelo Ball going anywhere from one to three in this year's draft. So we will definitely keep our eyes and our ears to the street and find out what goes on with those picks. Today, folks, that concludes your Sports Wrap NBA Draft 2020 preview show. I wish you all the luck. I hope that your team picks the player that you expect them to pick. I hope that they pick the players or some players that can help your team. I am really looking forward to how the Sixers maneuver with the five picks that they have. I... I'm not expecting, but I'm hoping that they can spark a deal and do some things to free up some maneuver, some money, some cap space to do some things in free agency when that begins. Because, like I said, I know they have their eyes on some free agents. And there's been an increasing talk, a lot of increasing talk about DJ Augustin, who I think could be a very good backup point guard on this team, along with him being able to play in the pick and roll his scoring ability on the wing, his his ability to create his own shot, which is something that the Sixers have not had as far as in a wing player in several years. I also hope that there's a way 
that they can maneuver something and possibly seriously talk to Alec Burks and bring him back because he showed his worth to the Sixers organization when he played in the playoffs and during the latter end, the tail end of the past season. With that being said, folks, going to wrap up here. 1228, 28 minutes past the noontime hour. It's a little brisk outside. Be careful. We are in, still in a pandemic. The city of Philadelphia, where I live, where we are broadcasting from right now, is going into our restrictions on Friday, November the 20th, and they will last until January the 1st. So, folks, be safe, adhere to the CDC guidelines, and we can all get in hopes that we can all get through this safe. Wishing you all the best. So stay safe. Bundle up. It's a little chilly outside. And as always, be great on purpose. It's your boy D signing out. See you on Monday when we come back. And like I said, I'll have a brief update for you as much as I can tomorrow and Friday, mostly tomorrow on the NBA draft. And then we'll do an in-depth recap on Monday of the entire draft and what happened with our Philadelphia 76ers. It's your boy D signing out. Before I go, you know where to find me at SportsRap underscore D on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook, the group page, SportsRap Podcast. You can catch the recordings of the podcast on iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, you know, wherever you get your podcast. You can also check out YouTube, SportsRap TV, there's videos there now. There will be more videos going up later this week. And you can finally check out the website. I've uploaded some new pictures up there. I'm still working on getting some other things up. SportsRapRadio.com. And you can reach me, get me every here. Get every here. You can get me every Monday here. Heat 100 Radio, Philadelphia, the station that keeps it 100, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. each and every Monday. It's your boy D signing out. Again, be great on purpose. Enjoy the day. Get through hump day and get through the remainder of the week and push on. Remember, NBA draft tonight. All the festivities start at 7 p.m. The actual draft begins at at 8 on ESPN. Enjoy, folks. Have a great day.